Hey guys, so as you may already know, I started a YouTube channel. It's called Salt and Light Uche. And actually, I recorded this episode for YouTube. So it was a YouTube video that I extracted the audio from, you know, to upload also on the podcast. So don't be surprised if you hear video here and there on the episode. That's the reason. So please enjoy the episode and kindly also watch the video on YouTube. Um, like my video, subscribe as well, and also share with um, anyone who you think will be blessed as well from, from watching. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this. Welcome back to my channel. In this video, I'm going to be sharing with you five things that Jesus does to you. So when we give our lives to Jesus, when we become Christian, Jesus saves us. He transfers us from eternal death into eternal life. But there are many other things that he does, you know, to work on us as we continue with him on this journey. And that's exactly what I'm going to be sharing with you in this video. I have five of them here. The first one, the first thing that Jesus does to you is that he reveals just how sinful you are. And he does this through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is there to convict us of sin, to show us that what we do is sinful. And many times we think that what's sinful is basically looking at the Ten Commandments when we, if we don't kill, if we don't steal or, you know, and we imagine that if we don't kill, like physically, then we have not sinned. But Jesus taught us that if you look at your brother, you know, with so much anger or hate, you've already killed him. And when you think about stealing, we might think of stealing somebody's money or purse or something like that. But even when we steal someone's time, when you steal your employer's time, for example, using social media while you're working, you know, that's also sinful. God considers that sinful. God considers that stealing as well. You know, all these subtle things that we do, and even when we favor some people over others, you know, that's also sinful because we're supposed to treat, you know, everyone with love, you know. So all these subtle things that we don't um, by ourselves classify or consider to be sinful, the Holy Spirit reveals them to us. And we are more sensitive to them, you know, when we give our lives to Jesus, you know, and get to know him better than before when we just do them and think that it's just okay and yeah, we don't read any meaning into them. Right, So that's one thing that Jesus does to us. And the good thing is that Jesus does not do it to condemn us. He doesn't do it in a condemning manner. He doesn't do it in, a, you know, an, in an accusing manner like the devil. Jesus does it in a loving manner. The devil will accuse you, you know, uh, and point fingers at you and make you feel guilty over what, you, what you've done, over your sin. And everything and make you feel unworthy of God of God's love and all that but Jesus doesn't do it in that manner he only reveals it to you you know just to show you how unable you are to help yourself without him how unable you are to save yourself without him just to show you that you need him you know look how difficult it is for you you know but with me you know I can help you I can help you deal with all these things and I won't condemn you. That's how 
Jesus, uh, that's the first thing that I wrote down here that Jesus does. He reveals just how sinful we are. The next thing that Jesus does is that he shows you just how much he loves you. Right? In spite of the sin, in spite of the fact that you can't go an hour, you know, without sinning. In spite of that, Jesus still shows you how much he loves you. And he does this in two ways. One, his mercy and forgiveness. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation whatsoever for if you are in Christ Jesus. I find this verse very powerful, you know, that if we're in Christ, there's no condemnation whatsoever for us. And even though we, we sin, even though we, um, you know, we are not perfect, even though we keep on sinning, you know, in our lives, God still forgives us. He still shows us mercy and, and forgiveness, you know, just because of Jesus, just because of the sacrifice of Jesus, just because we have Jesus now in our, in our lives. We've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. So that's one way that Jesus shows us his, his love. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 also says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like, are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. So Jesus is telling us that he has forgiven our sins, you know, completely. God has forgiven us our sins completely because we are in Christ Jesus. Because he no longer look at, looks at our sinful nature, but he looks at the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross, right? How wonderful is that? And in the second way that God shows us how much he loves us is by his patience, his patience with us, right? Psalms chapter 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So God is slow to anger, very patient with us. You know, I'm a testimony, I'm a testament to that, right? That God is very patient with us. And sometimes we struggle with a particular sin and we we keep on falling we rise and beg for God for forgiveness and still go back to the same thing but God is patient with us God is patient to wait for us you know to wait for us to grow to learn and grow and become better he doesn't say because you have done this again because you have done this so many times I condemn you now I'm tired of forgiving you he doesn't do any such thing he maintains his love. His love is steadfast, right? So beautiful. Now the third, number three thing that Jesus does to us is that he gives you a new identity. He gives you a new identity. He reveals to you your identity in him. You know, after being merciful to you, after revealing to you how sinful you, sinful you are, and being merciful to you and all that he reveals his identity you know to you or rather he reveals your identity in him you know to you and the bible is so full of aspects of god god's identity that he transfers to us things like he calls us his child you know he says you're a child of god john chapter 1 verse 12 says but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God. 
So God has given those who believe in him, those who received him and believe in him, the right to be called children of God. Isn't that wonderful? Galatians chapter 4 verse 7 says, So you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Wow. So we are heirs of God, no longer slaves but sons, simply because we have received Jesus into our lives and he is our Lord and Savior, right? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. So, yeah, I mean, and many other verses that speak of how God calls us his child. It's so wonderful, isn't it? So learn today that this is your identity in him. You are his child. Another aspect of um, his identity, that he, of our identity in him is that we are accepted. He calls us accepted. Romans chapter 15 verse 7. Therefore welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Christ has welcomed us, you know, into his kingdom, into his family. And so we are accepted. It doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what people say. You know, if people reject us, Christ has accepted us because we are we are in him. You know, so this is another um, aspect of our identity in Christ. And then he's, he calls us filled with Christ, the fullness of, de of deity. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 says, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So we have been filled with Christ who is the fullness of deity. You know, we have Christ in us. And so things that Christ did while on earth, you know, he transferred that authority, that power to us, you know, that we can do them as well. We have been crucified in Christ. That's number four. We have been crucified with Christ. Romans chapter 6 verse 6 we know that our, our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we, we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So we have been crucified with Christ. And so sin no longer has the hold that it used to have on us. You know, it has lost its hold on us. And so we can give it up and pursue a life of righteousness because we are in Christ. And he, I mean, because he lives in us, he dwells in, in, in us. And then another one, number five, is that we are created in this image. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So we are created in, 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 in Christ. We are created in the image of Christ. Right? That's another aspect of our identity. And when we realize this, you know, we know that certain things we shouldn't do. You know, and we realize also that we have the power to do certain things, you know, that Christ did while on earth. You know, and so many others. Um, number six here is that we're known and set apart. Sometimes we, we think that God is not aware of our existence or whatever. But Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. So God knew you even before you were formed. He knew your name. He knew your destiny. He knew he had a purpose for your life. So never think for a second that you, God is unaware of your existence or that you are irrelevant on earth. You are very useful to God and that's the reason why he made you, right? This is another aspect of our identity that Jesus Christ reveals to us. 
And then number seven, that we are Christ's body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. You know, we are Christ's body as a church. You know, and then we are, this is number eight, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Isn't that wonderful? We are a royal, a chosen generation and a royal priesthood. We are chosen by God and we are royal kings and we are also priests unto God, you know, so that we can proclaim the excellencies of God right on earth. That's so amazing, you know, how God describes us. And if we, um, you know, embrace this, we live differently, you know, confident, you know, you know, full of the spirit, you know, and so can do wonders, signs and wonders, you know, on this earth that people will see us differently, you know, than other people. Right. And that's how God defines us. That's how God um, identifies us. Right. Then um, number nine. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. God is teaching us to glorify Him in our body because our body is a temple, right? So our bodies should not be used for sinning, you know, for immoralities, but should be used for His glory. And yeah, for God to call us His temple is like, whoa. So... Wow, the God who made the universe, you know, says that our body is his temple. That's so huge. And and if we live with that mentality, you know, we have this fear of him to run away from sin whenever temptations come. And then um, that we are raised with Christ. That's X. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 to 3 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, sit where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So we have been raised with Christ, you know. We are no longer in in darkness, you know, in the darkness of our past, in the darkness of our mistakes, our failures, you know, all the things that make us feel guilty. We are no longer in those things. We have been brought into a new life, you know, in Christ. You know, and so we are we are expected to seek things that are above, heavenly things, seek the kingdom of God here on earth, you know, do things that God commands, right? And yeah, this is another aspect of our identity. And then that we are predestined, we are called, glorified, and justified. Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-nine to thirty says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed. To the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he also called and those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified wow so jesus has predestined us you know he called us first and then those that he called he predestined and those that he predestined 
he has justified and those he justified he also glorified that's us that's what that, that's the believer you know that Jesus is talking about also you know we are also we're going through this process you know in our journey with him you know justification um or we have already been justified you know and even glorified by him isn't that amazing and there's so many other verses the bible is so full of verses that show us our identity in christ because jesus knew that we would struggle with it because the bible says god says that the, the devil is the god of this world and of course if the devil is the god of this world then he will exercise his character on people he will influence people you know through his characteristics which are that he steals he destroys and he kills you know that's all he comes comes to do and so that's why you feel guilty you know that's why you you don't have rest that's why you have fears that's why you have worries and all those things because the devil uses all those things to influence you so that he can kill you kill your joy you know steal your peace and destroy you destroy your future destroy your destiny you know that's why he traps you in bondage in the bondage of sin so that he can do all these things to you and so god prepared for us you know in his word everything we need to know about ourselves in christ everything we need to know about our identity you know in christ it's all over the bible and all you need to do is read it and believe it that it's true i've just read a few here only 11 i read but you can't number you can't number them aspects of our identity that are that the bible covers and so i encourage you to go through the bible and and if you if you struggle with anything and you know need a, a biblical perspective on it you can just ask google you can just type on google and there are websites like biblestudytools.com openbible.info so that um that that show bible verses um, pertaining to specific subjects so if you're struggling with worry you can just check bible verses on worry and one of these websites has a list of bible verses on these subjects that you can read and encourage yourself and you know fight against the attacks of the enemy so again what's important is that you study the bible and you believe it you believe in the word that it's true that that's truly your identity and that's really going to transform and change your life immensely right i promise you that so yeah back to the list of the five things that jesus does number four is that he lifts burdens and brings peace oh my god this one is massive right because i mean this world is so full of anxiety fears worry you know so many negative emotions but jesus comes to bring peace to our hearts matthew chapter 11 verse 28 jesus says come to me all who all who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest come to me all you all who labor and are heavy laden this is jesus speaking to us to all of us we who have problems we who are thinking about our future we who are you know worried about where tomorrow's meal will come from you know jesus is calling on us to come to him and we'll find rest he promises us rest and for a fact, he, he gives us that rest. I'm a living testimony to that. I'm at rest now compared to a few months ago, a few years ago. You know, I'm at rest with my life because I've surrendered it to him. And I know that he is in full control and that there's nothing 
that I need in my life that's good for me that he won't provide. That's the kind of God that we serve. So don't be worried about anything. Just take it to Jesus. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of, of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the leaves of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I know I covered this verse in the last video. If you haven't seen the last video, please go over and, and check it out. Um, but yeah, this is very crucial because yeah, we worry, we fear, we are anxious about life and everything. But God is telling us that we shouldn't be worried because he takes care of even the birds that do not plant or, or reap, you know, but he takes care of them. So why then do we need to worry? Jesus encourages us not to be worried, right? And this is one thing that Jesus brings truly, truly peace. Peace. I'll skip the last um, verse that I have here for the sake of time. The fifth and final, which I have here, um, thing that Jesus does to, to you or to us is that he cleanses cleanses you. And this is what we call sanctification. First John chapter 1, verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So Jesus cleanses us from, from sin, from all sin. And this takes this is a process. That's why it's a cleansing. It's a process of sanctification. It doesn't just go out, you don't just become sinless all of a sudden. It's a process. And and like I said earlier, Jesus is ready to be patient with you to the very end. You know, watching you slowly and helping you by the Spirit, you know, to overcome sin daily. You know, it could be that you overcome a certain kind of sin, but then there are many sins that we commit. That's why he says all sin. So we move from one to another, and he's so patient and kind, you know, to wait for us um, as we grow, as, as we are sanctified. You know, he cleanses us from, from besetting sins, you know, things that hold on to us so tightly. And... Yeah, he also amazingly changes our, our taste buds. Jesus changes our taste buds. As we become more and more like him, sin becomes distasteful to us. And this is the truth. You know, that's why you see that you who love to listen to worldly music, secular music in the past, all of a sudden, you know, you don't like, you don't enjoy it anymore. And instead, you enjoy to listen to worship music. You enjoy to worship God. You enjoy to watch more godly content as opposed to watching, you know, secular entertainment content and whatnot, movies and, and all that stuff. 
you know jesus changes our taste buds and i am also a living testimony to that i know the kinds of music i used to listen to i know the kinds of music movies that i used to watch i know the kind of content that i used to consume but jesus has gradually you know steadily changed my taste buds that now i'm amazed by the kind of things that i'm i'm, I'm even more interested in i'm amazed at the at how much how much more I enjoy godly things. I'm amazed that I can spend hours, you know, watching messages. I can spend hours worshiping. I can I can spend hours, you know, um, studying the word of God. I'm so amazed by by this transformation that Jesus has brought into my life. And it's so beautiful. And I love it because truly it has brought me peace. Truly it has, you know, given me um, a, a, a focus, you know, for my life, a purpose, you know, for my life that I can fully focus my attention on and there's nothing better than it, I can I can assure you. So, yeah. Are there any other things that I didn't, list, I didn't list here, I didn't mention here that you think that Jesus does to you, that Jesus has done for you? Please write them down in the comment section below. I would really be glad to read it and interact with you. Uh, because, like I said, Jesus has done so many things. So, certainly, these five cannot cover it. I would like to know your own perspective of it. And, yeah, feel free to comment. If not that, also comment on the video. What um, blesses you about it? And, you know, even you can criticize me if you want. Um, how I can be better, you know, in making my videos and all that. I would like to hear from you. And please also check out the two videos that I have made already. God will bless you for it because he spoke through me in those videos. So please go over there and watch them as well. And also please check out my podcast. My podcast, I'm going to post a link down below in the description. So check out my podcast. I have over 50 episodes already now. And I'm sure that if you listen, you'll be greatly, greatly blessed. There will be a topic, hopefully, that covers your situation that would encourage you also and that you'll be blessed by um thank you so much for taking time to watch this video um god bless you immensely and i pray that whatever you're doing whatever your struggle you're struggling with that you realize your identity that the holy spirit speak to you and reveal to you the, the aspect of your identity that you're missing out on you know that makes you maybe worried or anxious or whatever i pray for you and may you be blessed may your week be blessed may your your work your business your study whatever you're doing be blessed in the name of jesus thank you and i'll see you again next time bye